ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله تقوى in the attainment of taqwa then this is a goal or should be a goal of the life of every muslim that we strive to be of those who fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing that which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them to do and by staying away from that which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered them to stay away from fearing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing that which is right upon knowledge and anticipation of the reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fearing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon knowledge and staying away from that which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram out of fear of the punishment of allah azza wa jal from those means and from those ways by way in which we will be able to attain taqwa and from the greatest aspects of taqwa as the imam al-allama sheikh bin baz rahimahullah ta'ala he said wa man a'wa at-taqwa at-tafaqqu' fi din wa tadabbur al-qur'an he said and from the greatest from the greatest aspects of taqwa and illustrations of taqwa he said is to have understanding or to seek understanding and to have understanding of the religion 
and to reflect and to contemplate over the Quran. To reflect and to contemplate over the Quran. Because an individual, how will he be able to understand the deen without learning and studying and reflecting over the Quran? An individual, how will he be able to have understanding of the deen without reflecting and reading and learning from the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam? These things are things that are incumbent. These things are things that are a must. These these things are a must-have in the life of a Muslim. That we have some type of understanding of our religion. That we have some type of understanding of our religion. So there should be a portion of this with every single Muslim inside of the world. The Imam rahimahullah ta'ala, he goes on and he says, and to implement his commands and to cease and desist and stay away from and not embark upon those things in which he had prohibited this again will be something that is impossible we will be impossible to implement the commands and it will be impossible for us to stay away from the prohibitions without having understanding of the religion without contemplating over the Quran without contemplating over the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu without having understanding of the kitab and the sunnah without having understanding and knowledge of the kitab and the sunnah it would be impossible for us to implement the commands and to stay away from the prohibitions if we don't know first and foremost what are the commands and what are those prohibitions and this can only be acquired by deep contemplation and understanding of the two sources of revelation, the kitab and the sunnah. The kitab and the sunnah. The Imam Rahimullah says, Walwukuf and that we stop at its limits. We don't transgress the bounds, but we stop within the prescribed limits. We stop within the realm of that which is halal, that which is okay for us to do. We don't go beyond that into that which is hated, to that which is haram. But we stop within his limits. All of these are aspects of a taqwa. But again, it will be impossible for us to implement the likes of these things if we are ignorant. It would be impossible for us to implement the likes of these things if we don't have understanding of the religion. So we have to have understanding of the deen. And that comes from a ta'allum. Inna mal'in ta'allum. Verily, knowledge is acquired through the acquisition of knowledge, of study. We have to study. And of all the things that could be studied inside of this dunya, from all of the various sciences that could be studied inside of this dunya. Bila shak wa bila ray. That science or those affairs of study, those areas of study that lead to the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they are more important than every other affair of study that does not lead to taqwa. That does not lead to taqwa. So those things in which you study that lead to taqwa, they are more important. They are more important. They are more important. 
the Imam Rahimahullah Ta'ala he says, Wasu'ad and Kullima Ashkala min Dalik in that we ask and we question about everything that is troublesome for us from that. So while seeking knowledge, while trying to have understanding of the kitab and understanding of the sunnah as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah. If there are affairs or issues in which are unclear to us, in which we need further clarification, of which we don't fully understand, then we seek that understanding, or we seek to learn and to rectify those areas of, of, of trouble, or those troublesome areas by asking the ulama, by asking the scholars, and asking about that. Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala, He says, إِنَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ يَهْدِي لَيْلَتِي هِيَ أَقْوَمِ Allah Ta'ala, He says what means, And verily this Qur'an, it leads to that which is upright. It leads to that which is better, that which is more suitable, that which is best, that which is the most finest. So could there be any harm, could there be any downside to spending our time reading and reflecting and memorizing the Qur'an so that we may implement the guidance of the Qur'an could there be any downside to that? if that is mixed with the life of any individual would that bring corruption to his life or will it enrich his life? no doubt about it, the answer is that it will enrich his life so this is something that we should be we should be we should be encouraging ourselves to do and we should be encouraging our children to do Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَقَالَ تَعَالَى قُلْ هُوَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هُدًا وَشِفَاءً Allah Ta'ala, He says what means, and verily it, meaning the Qur'an, it is for those who believe a guidance and a cure. It is a guidance for them, and it is a cure. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى Allah Ta'ala, He says, كِتَابٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ إِلَيْكَ مُبَارَكٌ لِيَدَّبَّرُوا آيَاتِهِ وَلِيَتَذَكَّرَا أُولُوا الْأَلْبَابِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And the book in which we had revealed unto you, and the blessed book, the blessed book on which we had revealed unto you, so that you will contemplate over its verses. And that's those who have an intellect, those who have a mind, those who have a brain, will reflect. So they may reflect. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And do they not reflect over the Qur'an? Do they not contemplate over the Qur'an? Each one of us we need to ask ourselves now, not just in Ramadan, but in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Do we reflect over the Qur'an? Do we contemplate over the Qur'an? Can we pinpoint and are we able to identify instances throughout this last year outside of Ramadan where we reflected, where we thought about and contemplated over the Book of Allah? Can we think in our day-to-day life? How many times within a day have we contemplated over the Book of Allah? Can we think within inside of a week how many times have we contemplate over the Book of Allah? Can we think within inside of a month how many times we contemplate over the Book of Allah? 
But Bil-Asif, some people, maybe throughout the whole year, can't, re- can't remember but a handful of times. You have others, they can't remember even one time. This is a bad sign, ya ibad. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, do they not reflect over the Qur'an? Or are the hearts sealed up? Are the hearts locked? Because not reflecting over the Qur'an is an indication that the person, his heart is locked, is closed. It's locked up. And if it's locked up from khair, as the ulama, they explain, if the heart is locked up from khair, that because it is filled with sharr, and it's locked, so the sharr, the evil can't get out, and the good can't get in. It's closed. Closed for business. Allah Ta'ala, He says, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلِ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And ask those who know if you don't know. Ask those who know if you don't know. وَقَالَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ He said, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينِ Whatever Allah wants good for, He gives some understanding of the religion. Whatever Allah wants good for, He gives some understanding of the religion. These ayat and this hadith in which the Imam rahimahullahu ta'ala, He mentioned, it is a it is a dalil, it is a dalil to everything that he mentioned before that in the aforementioned paragraph, in the aforementioned phrase and statement. Which shows you this is the way your ibad and this is an indication and a good illustration and a good example. Is that we must never allow nor can we ever accept anyone to speak about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that they do so based upon dalil, they do so based upon adillah, they do so based upon proofs based upon evidences that are properly used, properly utilized and the like. That they bring the proof and the evidence in its proper manner, in its proper way, in the proper time for the proper discussion and so on and so forth. That it is not misconstrued but it is used properly. So you find the Imam, he didn't say what he said and then leave it like that. He didn't say what he said and say, no, due to my aim, due to my level, due to my uh, expertise, due to my level, then that city is as I told you, because it's like I said. No, but rather he what? But rather he directed you to those ayat and that hadith that bore the meanings of what he previously mentioned, because this is what our deen is built upon. The book, the sunnah upon the understanding of the self of this ummah. This is how we are able to gain. This is how we are able to gain taqwa. Or this is from the reasons or from the means by way in which we could attain a taqwa. So the Imam Rahimullah Ta'ala He says, Fatadabbaru Rahimukumullah Kitabu Rabbikum. Kitabu Rabbikum. He says, So contemplate. May Allah have mercy upon you all, the book of your Lord. After you heard what you just heard, he reiterates. So therefore contemplate, rahimukumullah, kitab rabbikum, the book of your Lord. وَأَكْثِرُوا مِن تَلَاوَتِهِ وَسَمَاعِهِ And increase in your recitation of it and your listening to it. Increase in your recitation of it and your listening to it. And I want you to understand something, Ya Ibad, is that 
from the benefits of knowledge and understanding of the religion is that an individual he will do what is best for him to do in a particular time which it may change to get further understanding there are going to be times given a situation where it's better for an individual to recite the Quran because that is best in that stance or that case or that situation that at this particular period of time it's better that he recite the Quran Naam. but then you may have other times where he's not able to recite the Quran for whatever the reason may be from the reasons maybe he is not feeling well maybe he is driving Naam. maybe he is driving maybe he is at work and he's busy doing multiple things and so on and so forth where he doesn't have the ability to recite the Quran but he still want to benefit from his time he still want to have something from the Quran during that busy time he still want to have something from the Quran during that downtime, during that sick time so for him what is best to do in this situation say I'm sick or I'm preoccupied or I'm busy so I'm not going to reflect or I'm not going to uh, study the Quran no for him in this state for, in this case it's better for him to do what to listen to the Quran to listen to the Quran and to contemplate over what he is hearing to reflect over what he is hearing to gain benefit and admonishment over what he is hearing to learn the ahkam or reminding of the ahkam of what he is hearing so in that situation it's better for him to what to listen and this is what is meant by from the benefits and the fruits of having understanding of the religion is that you're able to do the best thing at a particular time which may not always be the same thing وَأَعْمِرُوا بِهِ الْمَجَالِسِ And fill the sittings up with the Qur'an and mention of the Qur'an and, and, and the explanation of the Qur'an وَعَاجَرُوا بِهِ أَمْرَادُ الْقُلُوبِ And utilize the Qur'an to treat the sicknesses of the heart individuals they have sicknesses inside of their heart things that plague them things that are vices for them and so on and so forth if you want to bring a cure for that you want to bring treatment and medicine for that then you find it inside of the Quran did we not just hear the verse from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he says قُلْ هُوَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هُدًا وَشِفَاءً هُدًا وَشِفَاءً and that verily it, the Qur'an, is for those who believe a guidance and a treatment. It is a medicine. Naam. وَلَيَحْصُ لَكُمْ شِفَاءً مِنْ Because the Qur'an, by way of it, it will give you a treatment and it will give you a cure from all types of calamities, from all types of ailments. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are serious about reciting, reading, contemplating, and implementing the Qur'an. That He makes us of those who are serious about learning, reading, contemplating, and implementing the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Allah ta'ala makes us of those who are from those who fear Him, those who are from the muttaqoon. Hadha ya ibad, aqulu qawli hadha, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jami'i al-muslimin, fastaghfiru, fa innahu huwa al-ghafu. الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد يا عباد الله 
قال إمام بن باز رحمه الله تعالى ومن أهم التقوى and from the most important aspects of التقوى إقامة الصلوات الخمس is the establishment of the five prayers the five prayers يا عباد there's no alternative يا عباد there's no يعني that's it there's no option we have to pray our five prayers it's never an option we have to pray our five prayers and be consistent upon our five prayers نعم the imam says بل ذلك هو عمود الدين he said rather this is the this is the the pillar of the religion this is the pillar of the religion huh? the عمود this is that which yeah, the deen stands upon وميزان الأعمال and this is that which the actions they'll be weighed in accordance to because the first thing we'll be judged on يوم القيامة will be our salah and based upon the condition of our salah then likewise you will find a relation to that the rest of our our, our, our deeds so if our salah it was in a bad condition then you will find our overall condition as relates to our siyam and our zakah and so on and so forth will be bad but if it is a good outstanding uh, 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 condition then you will find that the, all of our religious deeds then they will be in outstanding condition this is why the, the imam he says well mizan and it is a criterion, it is the difference between a Muslim and between a non-Muslim. The salawatul khams, this is a difference between a Muslim and the non-Muslim. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called بَيْنَ الْعَبْدِ بَيْنَ الْعَبْدِ وَبَيْنَ الْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ That between the slave and between disbelief is the abandonment of the prayer. Between the slave and, 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 and between disbelief is the abandonment of the prayer. وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ the Prophet he said, and the covenant that is between us and between them is the prayer. Whoever has abandoned it, then verily he has fallen into disbelief or he has disbelieved. Naam. So it is important, Ya Ibad, our five prayers, that's it. At the very least, we should be praying five times a day. At the very least, let me rephrase this. At the very least, we have to pray five times a day. And from the most outstanding of the obligations of the prayer, as relates to the men, as relates to the men, is that we implement them. We perform them in congregation inside of the masjid. We perform them in congregation inside of the masjid. Naam. Now we want to talk to the men. We want to talk to the men. And don't be confused. I'm speaking to myself first and foremost. So the blame is on all of us. The Imam Rahimullah Ta'ala he says, Badalika min Adam Sha'ir al Islam al Zahira Alati La Yajuz Ikhlal Biha. He says, and this is from the greatest of the openly seen characteristics. This is from the greatest of the characteristics of Islam. This is from the greatest of the apparent characteristics of Islam is that the salah for the men is done in jama'ah, congregational prayer. The shaykh, he says, that of which it is not permissible that we leave it off. It's not permissible. 
it is authentically reported on the Prophet that the Prophet he said, the Prophet Sallallahu he said in his authentic hadith, Hadith Mutafakun Alay, Min Hadith Abi Huraira Radiallahu Ta'anhu. And I want you to pay close attention. Because every one of us we come with the claim, we say, No, 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 pray in Jama'ah, praying congregational prayer. That's important. That's one of the most important of the things. That's the most important of the religion. That's one of the most important things ever. That we pray in congregation. See, everybody will come and they say that. But what they say, what? Actions speak louder than words. Because we say that with our tongue, but then what our actions is showing. What our actions is doing. What our actions look like. Our actions look like we take other things as more important than that. Our actions look like we think our houses are more important than praying in congregation. Our actions look like we think that our jobs are more important than praying in congregation. Our actions look like we put a lot of stuff ahead of the list of praying in congregation. That's what our actions say. The Prophet Sallallahu said that verily I had the intention I wanted to have the salat order with the salat so that it is established and then command a man to lead the people in the prayer while I myself leave off me and a group of men with me who had with them bundles of firewood so we can go to the houses of those who did not join the salat in congregation and burn the house is down upon them. But as the ulama they explain, the Prophet ﷺ, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Why? Because of his compassion for the woman and the children that can't suffer because of what the man is doing in his, in his lackadaisical self. But the Prophet ﷺ is illustrating to us right now that what? That praying in congregation is a greater priority, is more important even than your house. It's more important in your house. Because if ramifications and repercussions are not praying a congregation upon the men, it's going to be that when he meet his Lord, that will be greater upon him than if he had been homeless in the dunya, the whole of his stay in the dunya, but he prayed in congregation. He'll find he come yom qiyamah, it won't harm him that he was homeless the whole of his time upon earth. But if he come yom qiyamah and he had the finest and the most lavish of living arrangements, but he never prayed jama'ah, or he was seldom seen praying in jama'ah, that will be something that is detrimental and that will be something that will be harmful for him. So now it goes back to us, this is what I mean, I'm talking to myself first and foremost. Ya rijal. Yeah, Rijal. There should never be a, a there should never be a concentration of Muslims who live in a particular area, except that within that area they should be praying jama'ah, the rijal from amongst them. They should be praying in congregational prayer. So there should never be a concentration of Muslims in any town, place, or province that's the void of a masjid, that's the void of a musalla, let alone a masjid. So what's important to us? The brothers out in Royal Palm Beach, the brothers out in Wellington, the brothers out in Loxahatchee, the brothers out in the acreage. 
How many Muslims live there? How many concentrations of Muslims live there? How many messages we got there? Do we even have a musalla there? Yeah, salam. But then the people they come and they say, but 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 the expense they should be the expense. You pay your rent. You pay your rent. How much is that? I'm pretty sure the rent for the majority of us is equal, if not greater than that which is needed for a place so we can pray Salawat al-Khams and Jama'ah. So what's important to us? Because the action, they speak louder than the words. What's important to us? What is important? And whatever the place may be, whatever the concentration of Muslims may be, there should be a masjid there so that the salawat al-khams can be established in jama'ah. Because if the, when the masjid is 20 minutes or more away, huh? you set yourself up for loss. You set yourself up for loss. So we ask the brothers, if we go through the brothers and we ask them, how come you don't be in the masjid five times a day, what they're going to say, I live for. I live for. And finally, they live for. So the next question we can ask them, because that's a, that's a legitimate answer. Huh? We ask them, that how come you don't have something out there where you're praying in congregation? You see, that's a question you can't, you can't run away from now. Then how come we don't have something there where we're praying in congregation? Something that is upon the kitab and upon the sunnah, upon the fahm of the salaf of the ummah. And then we start seeing what's really important. Then we start seeing those who talk the talk, but they don't want to walk the walk. Then we start seeing, Ya Ibad, this affair, this issue of salah is an issue that is important. It is an issue that is from the top of the issues. Because it is from those things that by way of it, an individual with ta'ala, he will attain taqwa. He will attain fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will be of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if we strip ourselves from the means by which the individual he will attain fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how would it be possible that we will ever fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala?